0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to In The Lead. My name is Jennifer Sang, and you're listening to a podcast that is dedicated to bringing leadership principles and leadership ideas to everyday people, because I believe that leadership is a way of being, not a title or a function, but rather a way of being and how we lead ourselves and how we show up intentionally every day. Welcome back to the In the Lead podcast. I'm really excited for episode number 10 today because I got the opportunity to interview Stephen Diaz. And I've known Stephen for quite a while now. He's another um, person I met in kind of the Twitter sphere over the last couple of years. And we're just always having great conversations on Twitter. And Stephen's always so positive and has such a great message to share with people. And I know he has a lot of great rich experience as a leader and as a salesperson in the retail space. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that conversation today, where we talk about a topic that I think is really important, and it's the topic of understanding the difference between a manager and a leader. And I say that, why that's an important topic, because I often hear the two words interchanged a lot. Like once you become a people manager, then by default, you become a leader. And I know that there's a lot of people who have that perception. So I'm here to dispel that perception today and talk about some of the things that you can do. Let's say if you're an individual contributor or you you are a manager or you're an entrepreneur or you're an educator, what are some things that you can do to start embodying leadership principles? Because As Steven and I have this conversation today, you'll understand what the differences are between managing. Managing, through this conversation, we discovered that it's more about doing and leadership is more about being. So how can you develop more intentions and practices that help you start to be and act more like a leader in whatever it is that you do, whether you're a mother or a father of a family and you have to show up as leader in that situation because you're leading your family. You're leading your household. You're developing future leaders. Um, whether you're an entrepreneur and you're leading, um, a business, or even if you're a solopreneur leading kind of the practice or whatever your expertise is, is leadership is all about being. And it starts with how do we lead ourselves? Because if we want to lead others, We need to be able to lead ourselves really, really well. So I look forward to this conversation today and just a little bit of background about Steven Diaz. He has spent many years leading sales teams of various sizes all over the country, big and small, in-person, remote. He has led teams from here to there to everywhere. He is also a creator and a leader, or as he says, just a little bit of everything, if you need a little extra motivation in your day, I would encourage you to connect with him on his social platforms. So in the show notes today of this episode, I will put links up to all the different ways that you can connect with Stephen, And I really recommend that you do because he, you know, like I said earlier, he's just always such a positive, um, inspirational person with so many great messages to share. And he's really creative too. I mean, he's really into music and his artwork. So it's really it's really just a delight to uh get to interact with him and and get to know Stephen. So I hope you enjoy the episode today. And now, before we get started with the podcast, I wanted to just do a brief introduction for anybody who might not know me or might be listening to the podcast for the first time. My name is Jennifer Sang and I am an ICF certified leadership coach. So I work with executives, manor- managers, aspiring managers and everyday people like entrepreneurs, um, people in the medical field. I work with people who want to develop that deeper level of consciousness into their leadership and specifically around mindfulness. So I walk, I work with a lot of folks who want to really discover that and really build new intentions, new practices towards having more of that mindfulness so that you can find more value and enjoyment in your everyday life. So If you want to check me out and get in contact, you can visit my website. It's www.coachwithinsight.com. It'll also be in the show notes um, if you want the direct link. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I host a community uh, chat every Wednesday at 5 o'clock Pacific called Leaders Chat. And if that's something that you're interested, come on over and check us out. We're a a fun bunch of people who like to have fun and just talk about leadership. So there's always a lot of great insights. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Steven. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the In The Lead podcast. My name is Jennifer Sang, and I am here today with Steven Diaz. Welcome, Steven.
1: Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for yeah. inviting me.
0: I'm glad, I'm glad we could do this conversation. Um, I always love, Stephen. and I met um, over Twitter, I think it was like last year, right? Yeah. Here. Yeah.
1: Right before everything kind of got a little chaotic, you and yeah. I kind of linked up on some different Twitter chats.
0: Yeah. And I've just always loved your perspective. And I know that we often will have very long conversations about leadership. So um, I'm really excited about our conversation today because we're going to be talking about what is the difference between being a manager and being a leader. So that's our topic for today. But Stephen, if you don't mind just telling the listeners, you know, maybe in a couple of minutes, who are you, and who who is Stephen?
1: Yeah, well, again, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to join you on your fantastic podcast. I'm super thrilled, and and really love listening to all the things you, that you're putting out into the world. And you know, I just very appreciative of you. So, a little bit about me. You know, I've spent about two decades um, in various different organizations. You know, managing small teams of you know five to ten people, all the way up to five hundred plus, and then really have been just kind of obsessed with with leadership behaviors the whole time. Just really looking at how to think a little differently as a leader, how to inspire motivate and help others and, and really bring to life the teams that we're able to manage so you know I've just spent a lot of time thinking about leadership doing a lot of the leadership kind of stuff myself I've uh, got a big background in sales and retail and kind of now in a transition where I'm really unlocking uh, the other side of, of, of me the you know the other things that I'm passionate about and dipping into a lot of the creative things that I'm you know interested in and so I spend a lot of my time, working on various types of artwork and uh, playing a lot of different instruments and allowing myself to be free to do the things that I wanna do and love to do. And I always try to send out a message of hope and inspiration to those that I interact with to hopefully unlock something on their creative side because I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, all of us spend so much time, uh, you know, either eight hours a day or sometimes more you know, working, doing the things that, you know, we have to do because we need to do it because it's for our livelihood, but maybe we're not dipping into uh, the things that we want to do for ourselves. And so over my career, you know, I've spent a lot of time uh, in, in in various sales organizations trying to inspire others to really bring their best to work. And now I'm kind of adventuring out to just inspire, whether it's through a tweet through an image or just through an interaction, somebody out there, you know, one or whoever's there, uh, just try to inspire others to unlock their creative side, to think a little differently so they can enjoy each and every day and follow their passion.
0: That is awesome. Well, I can definitely co-sign that because I've, you know, often been inspired and just in amazement, you know, at the artwork that you posted. I just think it's so cool. And, I can definitely see that creative side of you. And, you know, I appreciate all of the inspiration. There have been many days where I was just like, or I hate the world. I can't do this. And then I see one of your tweets and I'm like, okay, I think I can do it now. Like it just always had this uplifting, um, you know, inspirational, uh, kind of energy. So I always appreciate that from you. Um, so you. really awesome. So when we're talking, so over your career, right. Having, worked in sales like you mentioned in small teams, large teams, what would you say is the difference between a manager and a leader?
1: Well, I think it's it's pretty easy to start that if we all jumped on glassdoor, we went on linkedin to look for a job, you're not really finding titles out there that say leader. You know, you you really find that uh The the titles that you're looking at, the things that people are going for, the things they're striving for is that management role, that management Mm -hmm. uh, way of doing things. You've got to manage people, you're going to have to manage operations, you're going to have to manage. So management truly is the management side of it. How are you handling your business? How are you doing the day-to-day? How good are you at that? And then I think really that leadership side starts to pop out when you're looking at how do you influence that business? How do you really motivate and influence the people? And it's it's a mindset. To me, leadership's a mindset. How are you leading people day to day to be excited to come to work? How are you helping them, you know, really want to, to be in the moment, to do the things we have to? And you know, there's gonna be times that we love what we're doing as a team, and there's gonna be times that we don't love what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And you as a leader bring that mindset to manage that day-to-day to to help people and help the organization grow and help people grow and create great customer experiences. And so that's kind of how I look at it. I look at the management is almost, to me, like an operational thing, right? It's kind of like the beginning. It's the function. And then the leadership side of it, to me, really breaks down to your mindset uh, Mm -hmm. and, and bringing that mindset to others and inspiring others to do the best that they can
0: what I'm hearing in that, and let me know how this lands with you, but I hear it's doing versus being.
1: Correct. Yeah. And you know me, I'm all about do, do, do. And when I say do, it's, it's, it's put the game plan together, right? You've got the management side of it. You understand the ins and outs of your business and then going out there and leading and doing. Yeah. And then you you go out there and do, and then you're able to become um, you know, influential and motivational and you're able to enjoy your day-to-day. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that from my perspective as well. I feel like it's a way of being right. Or like a mindset, it's something that no matter your title, no matter, you know, what industry you're in, no matter what you're doing, um, you can be a leader. And I personally happen to believe that leadership starts with self. So usually, you know, how well can we manage ourselves? is pretty indicative of how we, lead and manage others. Um, so uh, developing that kind of internal kind of really knowing yourself well, to me, the great leaders all know themselves really, really, really well. Um, and that is just is an extension of how they lead others.
1: Very, very true. And, and, you don't have to have a fancy title to be a leader either, and that's mm-hmm. the other part of it. Because if it's a, if it's a state of being, it's a it's a state of, you know, how your mindset is, where what, how you're bringing yourself to the table in any interaction. I mean, anyone can mm-hmm. be a leader, and I'm really a big yeah. believer that anyone anywhere can lead. Lead, and you can, because when you're leading, it's 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 leading somebody to something else, right? Right, and mm-hmm. you can be helping somebody just lead them to a better mindset for the day because they interact with you and Mm -hmm. that's that's leadership i mean you can you can lead somebody to you know you you, you're in line at the at the uh grocery store and you've Mm -hmm. got the, the clerk there who's had every single person come through and it's just swipe 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 put in your credit card thank you very much here's your receipt And you can lead them and inspire them through your interaction and be a leader Mm -hmm. for them of hope. You can lead them to hope. You can lead them Mm -hmm. to a smile. You can lead them to something just a little different than what they were expecting because you went through their checkout. You brought your energy, your mindset, your positivity to that Mm -hmm. inner, to that person. And now you're leading them and you have no idea the ripple effect that can come from that. That's the beauty of, that's Mm -hmm. the beauty. Of leadership is there's a ripple effect that happens. You might not see it, Mm -hmm. but you can leave an impact on somebody and lead them to a change in their own mindset just by Mm -hmm. you showing up being present and leading, leading your life, right? Going off what you Mm -hmm. said yourself, leading yourself Mm -hmm. in a a way that's, that's what you believe in and what's good for you. So, yeah.
0: So I'm going to say hashtag preach. I'm like, (laughs) Over here, like, yeah, I mean, you basically took all the words out of my mouth, right? I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And for me, it's almost like the managing is the doing, and it's like the results, right? It's the, we can see these tangible results. Great managers know how to manage their business extremely well. Right? So you see it on a piece of paper. The leadership, though, it's a little bit more tricky, right? Because I don't think you necessarily see direct results, maybe something that you can put on a piece of paper. But like you said, the ripples are so profound that we may not ever realize, right? The impact that we're having on a single person or even a community. I mean, you have no idea. So it's almost like this thing that you can't really you know, feel or see or really have a tangible example of, but like, it's just something you can feel. I don't know. It's always been this, like, you can just feel it um, when you're in the presence of great leadership.
1: Yeah, and 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 it, anyone can learn to be a great manager. That's the truth mm-hmm. of it. It takes a lot of training. We can throw you in a lot of webinars. You'll figure out how to be a good leader, and you'll mm-hmm. light the fire underneath you if your results aren't there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But those who are able to learn their roles and then start to lead people, the ripple effect is is you're impacting people, and it's it's it's. It's not that we're talking about it like, oh my gosh, you motivated me today, so therefore I'm right. going to do better. It's right. You see it in people's eyes. You see mm-hmm. it in their, in the way they walk, in the way they talk, in the way they bring themselves to work, in the way they, they present themselves because they have a leader who believes, who can inspire them, and that's really the ripple effect. So you're right. It's not tangible. You're not putting it into an Excel file and tracking and trending it every day, right? right. right. You hear a lot about Behavior coaching. So, what's the behavior behind this? And what's behavior? And I think that's Mm -hmm. really where, if the good leaders go out there and they're looking at behaviors, Mm -hmm. and they're looking, it's kind of like they're standing at the edge of a like a you know, there's a pond, Mm -hmm. and leaders are looking at the different behaviors, and they just kind of throw a pebble in and watch the ripple effect, and hope Mm -hmm. that you know that moment of inspiration ripples inside that individual Mm -hmm. to allow them to kind of unlock themselves into doing what it is they need to do. And and inspiring people is huge for me. And I think that's really where the success comes from um, with great leaders is they're really able to hit that, hit that string inside somebody Mm -hmm. um, to unlock them to be able to say, not only am I doing this because it's my job, but I'm doing it because now I'm good at it. Now I believe in myself. Now this is something Mm -hmm. I want to do. This this Mm -hmm. is now I'm comfortable in, in where I'm at. So I think that's where that comes from.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me, at least on the surface, it feels a lot easier to manage versus leading because there's so many different factors and things maybe that you can't control when you're leading um, in that way. But when you're managing, like, let's say a business or even resources Mm -hmm. within a business, you have very logical, let's say options and you can, yeah, you can teach people. People can learn almost kind of like a machine, right? But it's all that, all the soft skills, right? All of those intangibles that we, you know, there's a lot of books, there's a lot of courses, there's a lot of work that you can do, but it takes almost work that you can't really see or again, quantify. So therefore, for me, it just feels like it makes it so much more difficult than learning a business, learning to manage it really well. Um, So that's where I see the differences too.
1: It, 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 you're you're 100 right. It's it's just like a machine. I mean, anyone can take a checklist and open up a business, you know, open up a business, go through the business, go do it. But that doesn't guarantee that you're going to have great customer experience, which is going to create comebacks. You know, people coming back. That doesn't mean that your employees are going to be inspired to do a great job. None of that. You can say, did I check in with my associate today? Yes. Did I do this? Did I do? And you can checklist. your way to checking out. And that's kind of how I look at it. Checklists (laughs) are the best way to get you going, to get you understanding the role. But eventually, Mm -hmm. if you're only dependent on that checklist, you're eventually going to be checked out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be looking at the behaviors of your business. You're going to say, I did this. I did everything on my checklist, Mm -hmm. but I'm not getting the results I wanted, but I should be because I'm hundred percent done with my checklist. And that's kind of where I think of like, To build your machine, you've got to have that flow. You've got to have the right way, right? Get your checklist, figure it out, understand the ins and outs of your business, understand how it's going to run operationally. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to have to put your presence into it. You're going to have to bring your energy, your mindset, your motivation to grow that business because anyone can follow a checklist, but that doesn't guarantee that it's going to be successful.
0: Yeah, people are not checklists, right? I mean, I think people can do checklists, going back to the doing right but you can't really be yep. a checklist so it's like no yeah i i feel like yeah and i mean anyway we can get into a lot of psychology talk around that but um <laughs> but uh, you know one thing was popping into my mind as we were talking was it, it's uh, it's fascinated me for quite some time actually where a lot of managers will kind of put a title on themselves and say i am a leader like just because i am a manager therefore that now equals I am a leader. Somehow we've gotten to this place where we interchange leadership or leader and manager a lot, or almost like leadership, leadership's only want to become like a people manager. Where do you think that mentality comes from where it's, we now assume that because I manage people, I'm a leader.
1: Well, you know, I think it's, you know, going from that individual contributor to that management to that, to management or leader, however you want to look at it, you know, first off they've worked so hard probably to get there. And I think there's a lot that comes with that. There's a lot of pride. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of, I'm doing well at this, or I was a great individual contributor. Therefore I should be a good leader. And then I think there's a, there's a lot of ways where, um, tenure comes into play with that too, where you have a lot of managers have been there and, and Mm -hmm. well, it's, you know, kind of the, my way or the highway type mentality, or, um, you know, I think it's just, there's a lot of misunderstanding because I don't think we're always having the right conversation. We're not using the finesse, mm-hmm. you know, it, managing people takes a lot of finesse mm-hmm. and I can be your manager, your leader. I can tell you I'm a million different things. I could also tell you that, you know, I'm a wizard as well, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that people are going to respect that and believe that until there's the proof behind everything. And I think that's, that's the big part is, although you might have the title, although you might feel like you're a leader, say you're a leader, do some good leadership things until your team believes and you're connecting with them in the right way. It doesn't really matter what you got going on until Mm. you can inspire those people internally. And and your title doesn't inspire them. It might Mm. give you respect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coming out there saying, I read a lot of books. I've led a lot of teams. Your resume doesn't Necessarily inspire the people who work for you. Right. But the way you pick up the phone, the way you understand them as a human, the way you're able to say, I hear you and listen and then help them grow, mm-hmm. that without being said becomes the way you lead them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like a title you don't give yourself, others give to you. It's not something that I just say, oh, okay, today I've decided that Jennifer Sang is a leader, right? <laughs> right? Like I can't give myself that title, right? I mean, I guess I could, and I could just walk around, you know, doing that. Um, but I feel like it's something that is given to you. You you don't give it to yourself.
1: Agreed, agreed. It's, uh, it's, there's a lot of different different ways that it comes about. And I think most of it comes down to it's how people approach you. and. Mm you'll you kind of start to feel it you get asked for advice that's outside of the norm you get asked for how to do things a little differently you become a go-to expert in certain things and it's not about how do I do this function it's how do I get better and it's all those complicated psychological things where where people just come into you just to be heard because they they feel like it's safe but people come to you for advice a lot when you're a leader because you're going to be able to point them and they trust you and I think also that leadership component comes with trust. And oh, so yeah. just because you're a manager doesn't mean people mm-hmm. are going to trust you. And just because nope. you say, <laughs> I can lead you and give you the right answer doesn't mean people are going to trust you. You've got to put mm-hmm. put the proof in it. And that's where we see thought leaders, you know, the ones who grow and do well, right? They write. Mm-hmm. Most of the thought re- leaders out there, they write a book first. Here's all my words of everything I believe. Then they go out there and talk about it, right? So there's the mm-hmm. proof of the pudding. And then there's results from it because people have actually implemented what happens. And that's the same way it's going to work for somebody who's a leader in an organization. You can have a team of five, a team of 500, team of 10,000, but you start building your book in your way with your emails, right? Your conference calls. You mm-hmm. start building it with the way you interact. And that's the basis. And this is what I believe. This is how we're going to do it. Then you build that trust factor into it. And then the team's, okay, you know what? Well, this is what the email said. This is how this worked. I can believe mm-hmm. I have faith. Um, and that's kind of how you build your credibility. And then before you know it, you're not having that ridiculous turnover. You have people who um, seem excited to come to work and are doing better. And and you haven't really changed a lot of your operations, but suddenly your performance is lifted because there's trust, there's understanding within the, the team.
0: Yeah. I find that a lot um, when, especially around performance or engagement, or any of these other metrics that we we track, I find that corporations, instead of turning to leadership, they turn to management. And it's about, okay, let's say our engagement numbers were only 40% this quarter. How do we get it back up over 80? Like, what are some of the things, like we start going into very tactical, ah. logical conversations about how do we increase? First of all, I think they're kind of <laughs> very... Uh, what's the word? They're not real tangible numbers. First of all, I don't know how we can really track how someone's feeling in any given moment, but how do we, we get, we turn to management a lot, but we want to disguise it as leadership. We want to say, yes, if we have these numbers that therefore, that means we are doing a good job. We are leading our teams. If we don't meet those numbers from again, employee performance, engagement, all those things, like we we want to use management to try to figure out how we're almost too. So what I'm saying is, I feel like we're almost maybe too fixated on like these ways of tracking these things because we want a tangible like number we can see on a spreadsheet. But we don't use leadership to actually work on that number. We want to use management. We want to figure out. We want to. We want to do right to get that that needle to move. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, and. and- You know it gets complicated, right? Especially when you have Mm -hmm. big organizations and you've got so many different components. And when you're looking at, you know, the thirty thousand view looking down, all you're seeing is the spreadsheet. You're not seeing those Mm -hmm. day to day interactions. You're not seeing all of the stuff that needs to go on behind the scenes. And so, in a perfect world, you could give leadership training that people would be able to understand, implement quickly. But leadership comes down to. It's no different than learning an instrument. You have to practice Mm -hmm. at it. You have to try to say, I'm an empathetic leader. Go out there and do things that aren't empathetic Mm -hmm. and then see that result and change it. No different than, um, it's kind of like in the sales world, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if everybody followed the exact sales script and everything like that, then we'd be selling great. Well, everybody's saying it on the paper. They have their script, Mm -hmm. but then you got to take the script and start to change it to your personality and to the things, and use your experiences and draw all that into it. And I think that's where we all run too fast. Businesses run too fast. We all want to grow, 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 go, go, go. And so mm-hmm. the easy way to do that is this number's wrong. These things will fix it, and let's go mm-hmm. get it done. And um, you know, it'd be great if in a world where we could have everybody take a lesson, learn how to be a leader, go out and do that. But it really takes internalizing it for yourself, going through, like you said earlier, you've got to work on yourself to become that Mm -hmm. great leader. And your organization can't go out there and fix that component. They can teach you how to be a leader. They can give you all the behaviors. They can give you all the things, all the tools you're going to need, but it still comes Mm -hmm. from within. And you have to say to yourself that this is the type of leader I want to be. Plus the other thing about leadership is everybody builds the leader that they are Mm -hmm. around the leaders they've had the good ones and bad everyone can tell you the worst manager they ever had everyone can tell you the best leader they ever had oh, and I yeah to you if you took that leader you took and you look at how that person manages and leads you're if you were able to go back in time and look at all the managers that a great leader had you'd say you'd be able to pinpoint and say these are the things they do because of this person here's the things mm-hmm. they do because of this person this is why mm-hmm. they don't act this way no. And if you could go, on, and 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 I think that's the unique part about it is we all are able to bring these great components from all these different people we've worked with, who we've worked for, um, uh, even teachers, mentors. I mean, your yeah. coaches growing up, if you played sports, there's so many different ways that you're learning leadership competencies, mm-hmm. which is why when you're in high school and want to go to apply to a college and you're writing your college essay, they're looking at, well, how are you? What leadership competencies have you done? Yeah. That's great that you were on this team, but tell me how you led this team, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so yeah. we're learning it without knowing it. And so yeah. I'd say it starts earlier, like focused on the, on the younglings. That's where yeah. we focus. And if we want good leaders in the future of business, and we've got to focus on the, the leadership competencies way early on. And yeah. have that be something that's more than just an extracurricular activity because you decided to do it. And now you've got only a handful of people in that one school doing it. Mm-hmm. Half of them are not ever going to pursue it. And, and you've got a small bucket that keeps growing all the way up. So I think it's just right. a whole bunch of that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's true too. I mean, I also think they're systematic and fundamental mindset changes that need to occur as well. Because as you were talking, I was thinking, especially about young people and especially about coming into a career and trying to really grow and become either manager or executive in an organization. It's how we view and how we tie worth to the things that you do. So for instance, in, in business, at least from my experience, most executives that they're looking at people on who should we promote or who should we give more responsibility to? Cause we trust them because You know they work well with others. It's usually the people who are loud, the people who also are very visible, right? In air quotes. I I just love when we talk about visibility in organizations because that just basically means you're out there kind of pumping your stuff and you're very. But it's also ego driven. It's all and it's also results tangible like, and I always say perceived results because I love that in business because it's never the same and it can be one thing one day and something else the next. But these perceived business results that make you look good, maybe to your bosses. And then, but so we're rewarding people on that. We're basically saying these are the rules of the game. You want to become more powerful in this company or this organization. These are the things that you need to do, which is going completely against like what leadership really is. We're not telling people go be nice to people, go show empathy to your coworkers, go, you know, treat people respectfully. It's more of you know, no, what results can you, can you provide us? Um, so that's where I see like the big gaps, like when, in people in management, it's like you got to management because you were playing the game and doing all the results, but you totally, just stepped all over so many people and burned so many bridges. There's no, how could you be a leader? Like, I don't even know how that's possible. Like you built such a bad reputation. So I see a lot of that too. I feel like systematically, like we just are so focused on results that are just so tangible that if we're not looking at the other side, there's no wonder we have no leaders then. I mean, we're not really setting the rules up for people who are great leaders to really be successful.
1: Yeah, and, and it's it's typically it's that taking the best individual contributors, somebody who previously was doing in that one bottom-down role, you know, the one mm-hmm. right below. And then we throw them into this big, big role now, and now it's overwhelming, and now their fear kicks in. So mm-hmm. no longer are they able to hold on to the things that were making them great before? And now they've got fear because, well, first off, they're probably getting a bigger paycheck. So they want to hold on to that. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've got the responsibility of all these people. And so fear instantly kicks in because I'd say a lot of times we don't prep a lot of people in a lot of different places, you know, in different ways I've worked is we don't prep them for that next stage early enough. I think that plays into it. Mm -hmm. I think also uh, uh, there's a lot of, you hear a lot especially in a sales world of you know this is and especially coming from a retail background of uh, this is your box this is pretend that this is your you're the ceo of your own company right i can't tell you how mm. many times i've heard that pretend you're the ceo of your own company pretend this is all yours mm-hmm. until the results don't match and then it's not pretend it's all yours and all right. of that starts to fade away and i think that plays into what you're saying it's Mm -hmm. we kind of have to remember that ultimately when we're working for somebody else at the end of the day, it's the duty of the manager to ensure that the results are met. And I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of people, because they don't hit the results, they want to say, I'm a quote unquote leader. I'm influencing Mm -hmm. these people. I make them feel good. Sorry that Mm -hmm. my results aren't here. So I think it's also, it's a balance, right? You have to be able to say I'm making my results here. Basically how I kind of always looked at it was this is whatever it took for me to be a hundred percent of my KPIs. That's mm-hmm. the manager in me. I need mm-hmm. to make sure I manage my business to a hundred percent KPIs in all these buckets. Once mm-hmm. that's achieved, then I'm free to go lead and push that lever and move it higher than the hundred percent. But if I'm not at hundred percent, if I'm rolling at an 80% in something, if I'm not hitting mm-hmm. in my mind, that hundred percent, you know, the KPIs and, and, in my mind that i was failing if i wasn't at 100% of those kpis so i would look mm. at it that way of that's my job as a manager my job is to manage the business to 100% kpi in these buckets once that happens then i'm free to kind of use the leadership competencies that i have the influential uh, motivational side of me that creative side of me to now move that lever from 100% to 150% and then be able to go and have stretch projects and get people really set up for the next level and do all those extra things that come with the leadership side. But if you're not hitting, Mm -hmm. if you're not managing, then you're definitely not leading. Is kind of also how I look at it. And so I think there's a lot of that that plays into it is Mm -hmm. you have to realize it's a balance between the two.
0: Yep. Yeah. That was what I was hearing in in your story was it feels like it's both. And it feels like even as you're trying to hit that 100% mark and- just from what I know of you, that you would be leading that whole way. You would be using empathy, you would be building trust. You would be doing all of the great things that leaders do to motivate their team, to inspire them, right? Like that's just a part of what you do, but you also, there are parts that you, know, you have to manage, right? Because you do need the results. But I just feel like also incorporate a lot, it's we put the managing first, and we think about the leadership second, I think it needs to be reversed. Meaning I think the results, I, I deeply believe that results will be there no matter how strong we manage something. Um, the people are the ones who are going to drive the results. So if we're not taking care of people, if we're not really putting them at the center of how we're managing our business, then we're never going to be successful in terms of all of these things we like to measure, right? Like how satisfied employees are, are they engaged? Are what are retention levels looking like? Like all those numbers we're trying to always look at. We're not yeah. manage if we're not putting people at the center of that, then what it, what does it mean to to hit hundred percent of your KPIs, right? What's the meaning 100%. behind that? Yeah. I mean Yeah, so I feel like there's, uh, again, systematically, I I mean, in my lifetime, I would hope we see this mentality or this mindset shift away from kind of the metrics and the results first and more of like the leadership and the people aspect first. And that's the big lever that's driving everything. And I know, I mean, just from all of our conversations, Stephen, I know that's exactly the type of manager you would be. You wouldn't be, you know, you would never not be a leader
1: well, I, I guess I guess when I say that it's it's you, you activate that 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 goes back to the self part of it, right? So if, mm-hmm. if 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 I'm not delivering the results that the company hired me to do that I signed on the dotted line, then that's where I gotta activate my own inner leader and look at those gaps. And and that's where where it's on me. And so I think that's where it becomes it's a balancing game. Leadership is just a straight up balancing game. You have to really mm-hmm. be in two dear people uh, mm-hmm. because you can say, um, you know what? I put my people first.
2: Mm-hmm. I do all the
1: things. I understand them and still not get results because now it's not inspiring their inner leader within themselves. Now it's more of a handholding. Yeah. It's right. a blanket. It's a, just a mm-hmm. safety net so they don't get in trouble where you're taking all the blame. So they're, it's a whole bunch of different components that all come together, but it really comes down to what you said at first is activating that leader within yourself And I Mm -hmm. think once you can activate that super strong, then you're able to activate in other people. If you're a leader, not activating Mm -hmm. that leadership competency in somebody else, and you're not really leading, you're still really Mm -hmm. heavy on that management side. You're just not a dictator,
2: right?
1: You're an understanding person you're leading, but you're not inspiring. And I think it goes, leaders are the ones who can inspire. They motivate people. They inspire within themselves, right? They become kind Mm -hmm. of that safe haven. Like I like to go to work because I have a cool leader knowing that. Whatever happens today, whether I fail, whether I have a roadblock, whether something comes, if something comes up today, I know I have my leader who's going to break it down to me, help me understand it. I'm not going to be fearful of that conversation.
2: Mm -hmm. And if I
1: am, that's probably because I did something I know I should have, you know, you have that trust and respect and that's where it kind of all plays back there. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's a a balancing act. It's a, it it can't be just taught in a webinar. Mm -hmm. it's it's you have to go out there and and think you're inspiring people see it not happen start to adjust Mm -hmm. it and then the other part is you just gotta ask a whole bunch of questions
0: yeah curiosity is big yeah i agree with that Mm -hmm. and that even gets back to ourselves right like mm -hmm. i can't remember who i was talking to recently about just how to kind of manage and lead and even coach ourselves um Mm -hmm. Is a lot of that just through curiosity, right? Just getting really curious with yourself. And kind of like you were saying, right? I'm not hitting the numbers, you know, maybe taking that time to stop, reflect, ask yourself some questions. But even just doing that process, I think helps you, again, not only connect to yourself more deeply, right? And that's like a form of leading yourself, right? Having that restraint, you're not just reacting and you're able to act in a place that's much more. Inspiring, and I feel like you're right. Like we're constantly activating people, like whether we realize it or not. Um, mm-hmm. How can we do that more in an inspirational way? And for me, it just comes back to self. Always
1: agreed, agreed. And yeah. and I like how it, it, it plays off too. Like we were talking, um, it's that accountability factor, and it's really mm-hmm. looking at this is my team. Here's my performance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether if it's good here's my part in why it's good. If it's not so good, here's the part I plan why it's not so good. And if leaders ask themselves that question all the time, mm-hmm. that's where you can get curious about what you can do different. So if your team is phenomenal and you ask yourself, what's my part in it? And you haven't been interacting with your team and all of this stuff, then it really isn't you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? If you're... Yeah avoiding the phone calls. If you're doing the stuff that's not, you know, inspiring them and then they're really out there leading their own, maybe you set them all up for success. But could you imagine how great that team and you would be doing if you got a little more involved? Yeah. Right. And then the same flip side goes to a struggling team. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. My
1: team's struggling. Well, anyone can point fingers at the bottom performer, And Mm -hmm. everybody can say you're only as strong as your lowest performer or whatever that saying is. But at the, you know, your team's only as good as your lowest performer, your bottom performer, whatever that saying is. Mm -hmm. If you really look at it, it's okay. Well, my team's not performing. Mm. What's my part in it? What have I really been doing? Mm -hmm. Here's my bottom performer. What was my last one-on-one like? Yeah. What did we talk about? What was my follow-up? Go ask yourself a million different questions about Mm -hmm. how you're interacting with your team and then say, okay, here's the good things I'm doing. Here's the not so good things. And here's what I need to just do for myself to be able to inspire my team differently. Because obviously my part in this is A, B, C, and D. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the accountability piece like we were talking about.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so true. Right. I mean, I think that's just (laughs) truth in general. Right. Um, I think a lot of people find it hard to have that self-accountability because it's always someone else's fault, right. Or there's always someone else to blame. There's, you know, a million reasons why we don't want to kind of, kind of look in the mirror and kind of look at ourselves first and say, Hey, what's going on? Like what happened? Like really kind of doing that deeper level of processing. And then, you know, once you resolve, like you said, you I start identifying, right? Like, you know, what went well, almost doing kind of like a post mortem after you know, these things happen and just kind of take a yourself through that. And then I find it's just easier to have those then potentially difficult conversations with people once you've kind of already processed through a lot of that, because then ego's not getting in the way and you're not having that same reaction where it's like, oh, I just want to, you know, figure out what happened or blame them for something. You, you're able to be a little bit more grounded and be able to come to that conversation with more curiosity. Um, I've just noticed that for myself, that 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 tends to help.
1: Well, yeah, if you're asking yourself, okay, here's what was my part in it? What have I done, good or bad Mm -hmm. or indifferent? And then you're going to a conversation saying, hey, okay, so you know what? I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the last time we talked and you can reflect back. And I think a lot of it comes to reflection. I think we- it's very easy to go into a conversation and say, well, I told you, told you, told you, and mm-hmm. we discuss, 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 but it's not reflecting. It's no. just a checklist of a conversation.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. if we really reflect, okay, well, how do you remember our conversation? Here's what mm-hmm. I was thinking about. What about this? Where were we at? Yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. and that brings in those soft skills. But if the leader's not asking the questions before going into the one-on-one, then it's not gonna do anyone any good. The leader really has to say, you know, it, take that prep time. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's huge for leaders to prep before they go into a one-on-one with someone like really Mm
2: -hmm.
1: bring up your notes, do the research, do the, I mean, people spend hours of research to buy a TV and leaders spend (laughs) three minutes checking an Excel file before they go talk to the person who's running half their business. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then hop and,
1: on and say, what do you want to talk about today? Or whatever. You know how that
0: goes when we're <laughs> oh, all prepared. Yes, I'm well, I'm smiling and just laughing. I like to have I open do
1: conversations know. with people because I don't like to come across as somebody whose country. You know no, what it is yeah. is we're not prepped.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is true. I mean, I think that's a fundamental thing, and, and that's a great point because a lot of what you're doing ahead of time is that processing. But I feel like when we're in if we're going cold into a conversation, we're using that conversation as our processing time. If you've already mm-hmm. reflected and kind of done that kind of internal kind of like understanding of what's happening and what, what you want to do, it makes it a lot easier. And I love that you said, cause I often use this as well as just say, Hey, I was thinking about something. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. And mm-hmm. what that also does is it leaves that person feeling empowered because yeah. I believe like, especially as a leader, we need to do more of this where it's not about you giving them the answers. People, I believe, honestly, don't want you to tell them what to do. And they don't want you to give them the answers. Like they want to discover it themselves. So how can we maybe frame up a conversation in a way that, you know, guides them in a certain direction, but they come up with either, you know, the lessons learned or, hey, I was also reflecting about ABC, right? But helping Mm -hmm. them also kind of identify it, see it and own it so powerful. I mean, to me, that's a big difference too, between a manager and leader. I can easily tell someone go do that. Right. Or, you know, you obviously didn't do this really well. You need to do this now. Right. But if you can help just hold the space for somebody and just ask very open-ended questions and maybe set it up in a way like, Hey, I was thinking about something. Let me know what your thoughts are on this or what comes up for you. Mm -hmm. They feel much more like, Oh, Hey, I'm a part of this. Right. I'm not just a cog in the machine or I'm just a robot. Like, no, Steven actually cares about what I think. And they might again, come up with that realization themselves without us even having to say a word. Like that to me is like the really powerful conversations. And again, when people kind of have these ideas themselves, they tend to be more empowered and then we'll take action. Mm -hmm. It'll make your life so much easier, but Again, I think that gets back to kind of self-management, making sure you're taming your ego, making sure you're really processing and using that curiosity. Um, I
1: I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: But of course, yeah. I mean, it's so much of it, but how much are we leading more with assumptions or directives Mm -hmm. or, and not with curiosity? I mean, I see it every day and I'm like, wow, we'd be so much more productive. I think if we could just be a little more curious. Um, but yeah it's hard for some people i think and if you're not managing your ego or managing yourself well um then it makes it almost impossible to be in that space
1: well and and it comes down to what kind of leader do you want to be And, and some really just want the paycheck and the title they want whatever that is they want you know there's there's so many components that go to that but if I really like what you said about the curiosity because if you can keep your people curious about their own development, yeah, mm-hmm. keep them thinking like, okay, okay. So I did do this and it did work. What should mm-hmm. you-? And I think that's where that open door policy comes into play. Like come with me because come, come, come through my door, ping me all you want because you're so curious about getting better. Not because you have a problem this or the other, you can't figure something, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we, we put it for, I'll answer any question you got. You can always ask me a question, I'm here for you. But if we spark their curiosity, where not only are they looking at how to get better at the operation side or whatever that may be, but they're saying, okay, now I'm thinking, I'm reflecting, it's three days later, boss. And I'm thinking about our one-on-one and you left me with some stuff that I was supposed to work on. And now this had me thinking about this. And if we keep them curious about their own development, bring them in where we're partners together in their development keep them Mm -hmm. wanting that, you know, it keeps them wanting to do better. keeps them wanting to come to the one-on-one. And I think it's easy to fall into, you know, if it's hard for people to reflect that way. And I think it takes a lot of questions. It takes a lot of prep. So definitely leaders or managers who don't have time management down. That's the other side of it is most often teams fall apart because the leader who's supposed to be out there inspiring, leading and doing all of that, doesn't even have their own time management now, which is going to make it 100% hard to have the time to stay curious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what I like about what you said was it feels like it's taking people from putting them in the process and inviting them into the process. I don't know why, as you were talking, I was just hearing like invitation, like you're almost inviting them to come into this process, not just putting them or placing them in it and saying, this is what you need to do or, in our one-on-ones, the first thing you say is like, Hey, so what do you got for me? Um, I don't know The I've never been, that's never been my style, but I've had managers in the past that were very much like that. And it just feels like, okay, this is just a part of the process. Like I'm just a part of it. I'm not invited into it.
1: Right. Right. And it's, it's not, it's a story. It's to me, it's a story like, like the every one-on-one's a new chapter in a book that you're writing with that person. So Mm -hmm. if you've got 12 direct reports, then you've got 12 books you're writing. Yeah. And you need your notes and you need to be able to say, well, last chapter, you know, kind of like when you're watching the TV show on last week's episode. So last time we Mm -hmm. talked, we talked about this. What are your thoughts on that? How Mm -hmm. did it go? Like ask them what happened before we Mm -hmm. jump into, this is what I need you to do today. And those little things like the recap, the reflecting, Mm -hmm. Not only does it help them remember what you talked about if they didn't take their own notes, but also it shows them, hey, I'm paying attention to you. Uh I care about you. You're Mm -hmm. important enough to me that I remember everything we talked about. Mm -hmm. I remember that you had this event going on, so I'm making sure to bring that up. Mm
2: -hmm. So I
1: understand you as a human. I know what you have going on in your life. And that's the other part is I don't think we, there's a balance. But we have to understand our people as a human being yeah. before we can inspire them, and it, because mm-hmm. we've got to know, to a surface level degree, their triggers, what's going on in their world, when might things go where you know the wrong way in their own personal life and stuff, and just kind of have a general understanding. I don't think you need to be anyone's, um, you know, therapist,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you want to be somebody who generally understands them to a degree. I'm not mm-hmm. here to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to be your therapist, but I do generally understand you because I care about you that much because you're my direct report. And I think those yeah. kind of play into that too, where that reflection piece in a one, I, I mean, one-on-ones to me are the biggest miss because they're the most underutilized. I mean, we just mm-hmm. don't use them the right way in a lot of different organizations that I've seen. And that's speaking for everybody out there, but overall, I think one-on-ones, if you just took your one-on-one time, did a little more prep,
2: mm-hmm
1: really did the general understanding of where they are in their personal life and did the, in last week's episode, here's truly what we talked about. Where are you with this? What are your struggles? What's going right? What's not going right. And have Mm -hmm. that open door where they can say, no, I really didn't do this because I forgot, not because Mm -hmm. it's metric driven, but because it was a behavior that we talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. and have that safety where they can come to you and stay curious about getting better and then have you to guide them. So. Yeah kind of ones to me are crucial and that's really where you get the opportunity to mentor, to guide because people now want their leader to be a mentor. They Mm -hmm. want them to guide them. They want them to be tough enough, but also want them to be a teacher, right? They want them to say, no, you aren't doing this right. So they don't fail at their job and eventually get fired, but they also Mm -hmm. want you to be able to teach them. So you got to be a mentor. You got to be a teacher. You got to be a coach.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say coach is a big one too, that I, I'm a big advocate for, I agree. I mean, I think it it takes a lot of different hats and I mean, that's a whole other conversation, right? Like how we promote people in a management has always bewildered me. Um, (laughs) You know,
1: that's everywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's everywhere. Um, You know, so we're getting towards the end of the conversation, but I wanted to ask you, you know, what is one piece of advice you could give someone who wants to embody more leadership or maybe they're a manager and they want to start finding more of that balance. What's one thing you could tell them that maybe they could do, or um, one thing they could start reflecting on or getting curious about with themselves to be more of that leader?
1: It really comes down to starting to ask yourself a lot of questions. Mm. That's the number one thing you can do. Like if you just go sit in a room and say, what is it I want to do? What do I need to do? What would I love to do? What drives me crazy? What are my goals? What are my dreams? What am I good at? Start asking yourself a lot of questions. Be curious about yourself. Mm -hmm. What are my triggers? What drives me nuts? What keeps me up at night? What keeps my boss up at night? I wonder, right? Huh? How do I play a part in that? What's my part in that?
2: Mm.
1: And, and, And I would say that for me, the number one thing that helped me throughout the majority of my career um, has been I journal those questions. And when I'm in a state of frustration, then I say the number one thing I would do is start asking yourself a lot of questions. How I would do that is just get a journal and start was I happy today? No. Why, 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 why? Just break it down. Keep breaking it down until you can get to your own root cause. Give yourself a one-on-one. If you're not getting a one-on-one from your boss, don't wait for a one-on-one from your boss. Start asking yourself a whole bunch of questions because you're going to be a little more honest with yourself. And it's easier to be honest with yourself if you're taking it and just going old school and writing it down by hand.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that.
1: What, what am I struggling with? Mm-hmm. What ways could I get better with this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Should I, I read books that. more? You know, stuff like that. And that's kind of how I look at it.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, I, I feel like I'm I'm hearing a theme or a thread in this conversation as it sounds like it's a lot about just being curious with yourself and managing yourself better. And I love how you said, and I've always had this mentality. I can remember so much in my career where I've always said, if I have a leader who, or a manager, executive, whatever, that isn't, you know, present and isn't being the leader that I need, well. I'm going to figure out how to lead myself. Like I'm going to figure out, like, I don't, I don't feel like I need them per se. um, But I feel like it comes back to that where it's about how do you really manage yourself and know yourself and get curious and know that super well, because we can't always depend on other people. Right. And a lot of things are out of our control, but if we can Mm -hmm. do that, I think even if we don't feel like we're as successful, at least we'll feel a lot better. And I think it'll naturally build those leadership skills. And that's that practice you were talking about, right? I mean, I love that example you gave. You need to practice because yeah, use these opportunities, right? Like I'm I'm feeling really pissed off today and I haven't met with my boss in a couple of weeks. And like, I just really feel like I need this one-on-one. How can you show up for a one-on-one with yourself, right? And how can you maybe resolve some of those issues of that frustration you're feeling yourself and use that curiosity, like you said, to get to that root cause. I think that's the important part. I don't think most of us do enough of that, like getting to that root.
1: Yeah. It, 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 I, I love how you brought up practice again, because anyone who's listening to this has had to learn something and got really good at it through practice. But I can tell you the majority of people listening couldn't tell us This is how I practice being a good leader, like truly Mm practice and failed and took a swing at it. And that's, Mm -hmm. you've got to do a lot of stuff. Like if you're learning an instrument, you go to your teacher after a week and say, Mm -hmm. hello, this is what I practiced. They're going to know pretty quickly if you were practicing for the last week or not. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have a baseball coach, basketball, whatever it is that you were learning and you went to somebody. Mm -hmm. But we read books. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a leader, I, I, have, I have, I've had a bookshelf of leadership books
2: mm-hmm.
1: and whenever I got intentional and said, okay, this is what I read. This is what I love. And then when I actually tried to do it, like intentionally tried to do it, and I think that's the practice is this is what I learned. Here's how I'm going to intentionally mirror that mm-hmm. and then eventually make it my own. And you can start practicing as a leader by saying, here's my favorite leader on the planet. Here's how I'm going to practice trying to be exactly mirror everything about that leader with my team until I'm comfortable enough or see that it's working. And then eventually you, you'll, you'll come into your own form. But I don't yeah. think we think about the practice that goes into being empathetic or the practice that goes into listening better. We just say, yeah. I'm a good listener because yeah. I remembered one thing. I'm a good listener now. No, that's doesn't. You've got to practice these things. and I, To become a good leader, you have to practice.
0: Yeah, and who better to practice with than yourself, right? I mean, even the listening, even the empathy, uh-huh. you can really cultivate a lot of that just with yourself, right? Am I listening to kind of what's coming up internally for me? Um, mm-hmm. Am I showing empathy towards myself? Like, can I really feel, or am I numbing things? Right? Am I? Am I? Or do I have a wall up that I can't really connect to or feel whatever is going on for right. us? Um, for me, I mean. Yeah, I mean that's the work, right? It's like you don't necessarily need other people or this perfect situation. It's like we have stuff coming up every day. Like just start mm-hmm. tuning in a little bit more and getting curious and um who better to practice with, right? Because you yeah, know, you know yourself really well. And one other thing I just wanted to touch on real quick because I heard you talking about it and it was so <laughs> important was it sounds like there's a lot of vulnerability in leadership. And I suspect that that's probably a major reason why so many people struggle with leadership, because like you said, there, you know, sometimes you fail. Sometimes you don't, you know, do whatever it is you wanted to do right. You know, well, or, you know, whatever your expectation is. Um,
1: Yeah. I got you all pumped up mm -hmm. and we all failed together. Right. But that's where that accountability says, this is my part in it. So when I made this plan, you just got to be able to hold yourself accountable. And I think it's, It's huge um, when you're saying that, looking internally, right? You you get curious, Mm -hmm. you come up with these things, asking yourself a lot of questions and and getting to the root cause, but then you got to commit to yourself and hold yourself accountable to do something about it and then make sure that you follow through. So if you say, I'm going to be a good listener, here's the three things I'm going to do to listen better. Mm -hmm. And then you go into three conversations, like you've got to be able, if you want to be a good leader, then you have to say, you know what? I said I was gonna remember everyone's name on the first time, I haven't been doing that. I said I was mm-hmm. gonna, you know, those kind of things, or I was gonna use yeah. your name a lot more. And then mm-hmm. if you just let it go by the wayside, you're not doing yeah. the thing. So you've gotta hold yourself accountable. You gotta be curious. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. gotta do those things. And um, ultimately the vulnerability comes from, you're gonna put yourself out there.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
1: gonna put your, this is what I believe, this is what we can do, you're gonna inspire, you're gonna pump them up and it's Mm -hmm. gonna go great. Or it might not go so well and you have to be strong enough and reflect on your own to say, okay, this is how I'm going to go to my team to explain. This was my part in it. This is where I let us down. This Mm -hmm. is obviously where all of you let us down as a team, as a unit, Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: here's where we have to go now. Mm -hmm. And then I think also that pulse check pulse check with yourself, pulse check with your team. I find too often that people make a plan at the beginning of the month, wait till the end of the month. Oh my goodness, everything went sour, right? So those one-on-ones, have a pulse check with yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, anyone out there who wants to be a better leader can go buy a journal right now and just start journaling questions Mm -hmm. about themselves, commitments to themselves, hold themselves accountable, take real notes in meetings, Mm -hmm. take real notes on -on one-on-ones.
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: then create real plans for yourself. Anyone who goes out there and says, here's what I heard. Here's the plan for myself. Here's what I heard. Here's the plan for myself. This is what happened. Mm -hmm. will just grow overnight compared to any of their peers because they're observing, learning, Mm -hmm. putting a plan together and doing some work. And that's it. And that's really the difference is it takes a little work to -hmm. get a little better than Mm -hmm. you were yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. And knowing that just like with anything right you pick up a new instrument you're probably mm-hmm. gonna fail a lot in the beginning right or it's gonna feel awkward it may not feel yeah. natural right but you know like anyone who has done a played an instrument played a sport like you eventually start to build your confidence you eventually it mm-hmm. starts to become more natural it but it's i mean repetitions right i mean mm-hmm. you gotta do it a lot so i know that for some it might feel really uncomfortable especially in the beginning as they're trying to you know, reframe and reset some of their mindset, but, you know, it takes time and just to kind of really work with it and stick with it because it's just like anything else. Um, Was something that was coming up for me too.
1: Yeah, you you can, I mean, there's, it's, you do have to get uncomfortable to learn how to get comfortable and then you're going to want to get uncomfortable again because otherwise, basically anything you do you're going to yeah. climb up a little bit, you're going to plateau. And when you hit that plateau, you got to climb up again, and then you'll hit a plateau and then climb up again. And that's yeah. really, that's growth. That's growth. It's never just skyrocket to the top. It's, you know, you're going to fall and stuff like that. But yeah. if you really look at it, like I, I and, and and it doesn't mean go take on 8 million things at once. It's here's the one thing I want to do. I really like how this person does this. So practice mm-hmm. that one thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't have right. to, You've got to know what you can or can't do. And if you don't have a leader who's doing that for you, then you Mm -hmm. have to do it yourself if you want to get better. Otherwise, you're just going to live in frustration city all day long and nobody likes being there.
0: Nobody likes that. No, no, I agree. And do it for yourself. I mean, I think that's a great message too. I mean, why not? I mean, there's nothing really stopping you from Mm -hmm. maybe just yourself. Um, But yeah, it's. It's been fascinating. I think uh, I just want to say thank you, Stephen. I appreciate all of your wisdom. I think (laughs) you everything you just said. I think encompasses everything that I've always thought and believed in. Especially in, you know, in the lead, the podcast is basically everything you just said, right? Like, how do we lead ourselves and find ways, right, to Mm -hmm. be in the lead in our own lives? Whether it's through journaling, like you said, or some people like meditation, or Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many. Whatever works for you, like, but start developing those practices so that you can put yourself in a position where you can be in the lead and not, you know, controlled and dictated and living in this reactive world, but being more proactive and acting in ways that are in alignment to who you are and yeah. what you're passionate about. And you know, you're basically your true, your true self. Um,
1: you just have to go out into the world and be you. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes it might feel a little funny. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. might feel a little funny. It might be a little weird. It might be a little, people might look at you Mm -hmm. a little funny when you're trying to learn how to be a leader because you're doing, you are you trying Mm -hmm. to lead your own way, which nobody has ever seen before. You're a one of one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. So it's going to be strange. It's going to be mm-hmm. funny, and you're always going to be miserable if you always just want to. I am exactly like this leader, or this is how it is, or the way it is, right? You're going to be miserable mm-hmm. if you don't unlock the ability to just be you every day. That's love how I, it. Look. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Just so thankful and grateful that we connected, and I love your mindset and the way you think, and I, mm-hmm. I know that's why we have all these great chats. And right. I think, appreciate you inviting me on here today. It's been yeah absolute blast and uh i learned quite a bit for you know from you like i always do so
0: yeah i appreciate it appreciate you yeah yeah same likewise i mean definitely i mean we could probably record like a four-hour podcast because i feel like (laughs) i could probably talk to you forever especially on this that will be
1: our next one i know right yeah (laughs) we'll we'll do that next time we'll go long form
0: (laughs) yeah right well maybe break it up into different segments but yeah i know um i appreciate your time today and kind of giving us your you know, and all the listeners, your perspectives on leadership. And um, yeah, I hope that we do have another Stephen Diaz uh, episode in the future. You, yeah, you that. know
1: where to find me. You know where to find me. I hang out on Twitter quite a bit. You can find me on LinkedIn, find me yeah. on Instagram. You know, that's where I hang out, just in a couple little social areas and stuff like that. Okay. I try to have a little fun here and there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll definitely make sure to link any links down in the show notes, um, on how you can connect with Steven. Um, yeah. and we're a fun little bunch, especially on Twitter. We've got a fun little group of people. Yeah. If, and all and kinds if, of if stuff. The
1: listeners don't know they better join your, if they're on Twitter and they're not jumping uh-huh. into, uh, the leaders chat, they've got to hop on that yeah. one. I absolutely love that. So if you just want to yeah. add something new to your routine,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that you haven't done before, and you're on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you want to amp up your leadership skills, then jumping yeah. on the leaders chat would be a great place yeah. to start.
0: Yeah, leaders chat is on Twitter every Wednesday at five o'clock Pacific. And thanks for plugging that. And yeah, it's I one love of my it. You know that? Too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love the community. It's, it's always a good time. Um, but it was such a pleasure, Stephen. I appreciate yes. you. Thank, thank you. you again for all of your, your wisdom. And thank you for coming on the show.
1: My pleasure and we will chat soon, thank you so much.